Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, you know, I feel like I do this a lot now with my remote podcast. This is a little bit different. Uh, we had Sean the Butcher on this week, and it was a really, really good conversation. And we used a uh, online software called Clean Feed, which I've used before with the Danny Wimmer Presents, uh, Danny Hayes interview, and it's gone well. Um, however, this time we had some technical difficulties that no one could control. We had trouble connecting, then we had trouble hearing each other. Eventually, we got everything to work for the interview. However, the final product, when I downloaded the recorded file, uh, was a little bit weird. It's kind of fuzzy at times, um, and I've spent, honestly, I've spent over 12 hours editing this podcast to make it sound halfway decent for you guys to follow conversation everything. It it's Please do not think that like we're half-assing this and we all of our podcasts are certain ways you can go back in our catalog and see that most of our podcasts are like super good quality just like you're hearing me right now um however just in this specific instance we had trouble with the recording um and i just hate to say it but i wanted to give you guys a disclaimer ahead of time so you know like like you weren't blindsided by you know some of the fuzziness and stuff that goes on in there but it's such a good interview, such a good conversation we had with Sean the Butcher from SiriusXM um, that, I, you know, just, just try to look past it and just listen to the interview itself. It's just really entertaining, and it was uh, not just entertaining for us, but I think, you know, for you guys just to listen to and, and hear uh, everything and anything that goes down in the SiriusXM satellite radio world. Definitely behind-the-scenes look at a lot of different things. Um, so enjoy the interview, um, and again... We're working out the kinks here. We've only been around for eight months now, and I'm still, you know, it's just learning on the fly and everything, and I'm getting things together and trial and error, but I promise you that these types of things are, are getting sorted out. Um, so, and you'll see that next week we have an in-studio interview that will be, like, perfect quality as well. So um, just just know that ahead of time. I wanted to explain that. I'm probably over-explaining it. But whatever, you know, this is kind of like my baby, and I want to make sure I do it right. So uh, not just for me and not just for Ian, not just for our guests, but for you guys, first and foremost, because you guys are the ones that are listening to it in your car, listening to it on your phone, in your Bluetooth, whatever you're doing, and I want to make sure that you're not turned off by, you know, maybe the quality every now and then. Like I said, most of our episodes are really high quality. Uh, just didn't have the luck that we've had previously. So um, without all of that being said, uh, please enjoy this interview we had with Sean the Butcher from Sirius XM Liquid Metal. You are now tuned in to All Things Music. Presented by Liquid Sound Records. Here are your hosts, Ryan Katz and Ian Illyrian. Welcome to another episode of All Things Music presented by Liquid Sound Records. I am your host, Ryan Katz, here with Ian Illyrian, who is trying to scourge my fridge of anything he can get. 
Uh, Red Bulls are off limits, Ian. What's going on, Ian? How you doing? Good. How you doing? Man? Well, I'm doing well. We have a fun guest today. Someone who I've listened to for a very long time, never spoken to in person until this moment, which is kind of fun. Um, he is someone who uh, takes up my uh, half hour every Wednesday, uh, and he also hosts a show. So he is a Sirius XM host now. He's also Jose's... Jose Mangan's, uh, what do they call first mate? We'll call you a first mate unless, it, unless you're not down with that. <laughs> what did you say? Lackey. Lackey. Okay. And his goon. He's, he's got a picture of Jose in his bathroom. I'm staring at it right Bro, now. Bro, that is so creepy. No, Jose, uh, fuck you. Jose autographed a, a little thing for me at Sonic Temple, and yeah, it's, it's a little still in my bathroom. It's, it's hanging in the toilet? Yeah. It is not hanging <laughs> in the toilet. Jesus Christ. Thanks for that. Um, so I'd like to introduce Sean the Butcher. I can't do what Jose does where he's like, Sean the Butcher. The Butcher. Hey, uh, what's going on? Pleasure. I, I appreciate it. Not every intro can be as uh, you know, upbeat as Jose's is. No, I don't think any intro can be up beat as Jose's is. <laughs> He's had his job for fucking 20 years or whatever it is. So That's a hard energy to match. <sighs> Dude, totally. I mean, I, and then when I watch, like, you know how he puts, like, sometimes, like, uh, Instagram simulcasts where he'll, like, like he'll show his uh, Devil's Dozen countdown or whatever, and, like, I'm watching and I'm like, how do you not have an aneurysm after that? Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's him on a daily basis. Which is which is crazy. I mean, there are people like that though, and they they don't try to be that way. It's just who they are, and I kind of envy it a little bit. But that's that's why he does what he does, and that's why I don't have my own <laughs> show on the radio. It um, took some getting used to. Yeah, even for a guy like me, because I'm kind of. I mean, I'm a little amped up, but I'm pretty low key most of the time. Sure, sure. So. Um, why don't, because I'm sure a lot of people that are going to listen to this are going to be the same people who listen to Into the Trivia Pit and other shows on Sirius Radio. I would love to think so. Yes. So tell me about, I've been around since the heart attack days, luckily. Mm -hmm. I got, I got my first car when I was uh, 16, so that was 2006, and it had Sirius Radio in it, so that's wow. when I started. Your first car had Sirius in it. It did. Wow. I'm jealous as fuck. Right, man. Money bags over here. Okay. So, okay <laughs> I had a tape player or some shit in my first car. There's a caveat, though. It wasn't, like, built into the nav or anything. It was one of those, yeah. like, uh, standalone players that they would I hear you. go through Geek Squad, and they'd drill a couple holes in your dash. And That's what I have in my car currently at this moment, actually. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it works, man. But, um... So that's, and I don't really recall when Into the Trivia Pit started. I know you guys, what was it? Was it last year where it was 100 episodes? Or that was that? I think, actually, I'm looking at the poster right now. It was October 13th, 2017. I have the poster from that show that hanging in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Corpse Grinder and Jamie Josta. Yeah. yeah so that was. Two years ago. That was, um, you guys did a, a, a full video recording for that too, right? Uh, our digital team did a cool video for us. I think it's available on the Liquid Metal Facebook page, actually. I watched that, cause I remember listening to that, and that was, uh, that was a really cool best, best show we have ever done on Liquid Metal, ever. Yeah. In the history of Liquid Metal, I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And I appreciate Josta, that. Yeah, and Jamie Josta is somebody who I look up to, and I've looked up to for a long time. Me as well. His podcast is is kind of the... The king of, of podcasting. He really is. He, he gets guests on there, and he has a way of... 
connecting with anybody and everybody because in metal there are so many different types of people eclectic groups yeah and, and you have to like uh, sometimes you have to like tread water with certain topics or just know your audience but for he has that natural ability to just like read the read them yeah and yeah. just be even keel and like like well I was just with Jamie uh, Friday and I was supposed to have a one hour studio session with him and Jamie is such a cool guy that a one hour session turned into a three and a half hour session okay. and we were just sitting there talking shit but it's funny because you say he does he is out there and he's talking to everybody it's not just me like he'll be he's, he was saying he was signing CDs he'll sign CDs for kids all night long a full pack show whatever but uh, he really like he is all about every single bit of this business but he was telling me about all the people that he does piss off sometimes too because there was some controversy with him with the whole Deftones uh, Gojira churches blah blah blah, blah. Yeah, and that, so he brings that it whole, up on like almost every yeah time. of course so like that happens when, when you're as open as Jamie and you connect with as many people as Jamie and you have as many eyes on you as Jamie of course you're going to piss people some, some people off I piss people off on liquid metal I'm like I don't try to do that I'm just like being a dumbass and people get mad at some things I say sometimes yeah, I mean, it's, it, I think it comes with the territory um, when, of course. You, when you have uh, an audience that is so massive and, again, eclectic. And, I mean, he one thing he always brings up, not always, but a lot of times is the whole Tim Lambesis thing with, with Azalea dying. And, and he was one of the last people to really be like, I, I want to forgive you and move on because it's, I mean, it's hard to, to talk about something like that that kind of transcends the music and turns into something that's more... Uh, just real life and and a lot of people were were mad at him for saying that he, he's going to eventually forgive him and a lot of people were mad that he hasn't forgiven Tim sooner and all these different things and it's like uh, this the, the cancel culture thing's got to stop I, the way I see it a lot of people get mad at a lot of things and that's just the way it is now so if people want to spend all their time being mad at shit I don't pay attention to any of the drama and the everybody crying about this and that it's people are going to get mad regardless so it's just try to focus on the positive yeah, is what I here? attempt to do right. yes it's the music that's why yes. we're here so I, I agree with you and I think and he brought this up in his last episode I think this is a really good topic to talk about is time served so you know even people who aren't doing anything criminally we were, he was talking about uh, it was the episode he just did with Jay Weinberg from Slipknot and he was just talking about Phil Anselmo and the whole you know you know that as well as anybody and Jose for sure the whole uh, the white power thing and all of that, of that that went on a couple years ago at, at Dime Bash and, and how you 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 uh, you're gonna lose a lot from that whether you deserve to or not like some people make a mistake and it's such a minor mistake but people will see it as something major and they'll stop buying their CDs they'll stop looking on festivals what's what's a minor mistake and what's a major mistake yeah. is is you know is what Tim did a minor or major is what Phil did a minor or major it's everyone's gonna react differently to different things however Madison Square Garden was packed two Saturdays ago when Phil Anselmo came 
came through when they were doing that Pantera set. Right. Everybody, every ass was in that seat, and I'm pretty sure Phil Anselmo went on first, and it looked like a sold-out Madison Square Garden to see Phil Anselmo play Pantera songs. So yes, some people are going to say, fuck Phil, and some people are going to say, fuck all that shit. I love Phil. I love Pantera. I love the music, and you know, I will listen to the great Southern Trend Kill every day for the rest of my sure, life to the day I die. So. I, think, I think that the people who are saying fuck Phil and whatever they do if, if you are they offended, have the right to yes if you're offended by something listen I was born and raised Jewish so if anybody's going to understand at least from a from a white supremacist not saying Phil's a white supremacist he's not but but from that perspective I get it but like at the same time that is to compare something like that something that was obviously it was a mistake but it was such a a touch and go kind of thing to somebody who actually took the effort to try to hire an assassin to kill their wife i think those are just false equivalencies uh you can't Listen, slip them in the same it's, it's it's a crazy it's a crazy world of metal. There's a lot of stuff going on. You know, there's there's other dudes who got other things going on aside from their their, their spouses and their you know their, their the way they see things from their own point of view. Sure. But got, yeah, uh, I yeah, a great example. We've got Frankie Palmieri from Amir coming on in, in a couple. Oh, of very cool. And he. Uh, he's under a little bit of hot water right now for, I don't know if you saw, but he was DMing his fans on Twitter. How about the dough, the, the hundred bucks or whatever? I see, I see. But then I saw he put up a thing that was counteracting what everyone else was saying. Listen, man, Frankie's always been in shit. Frankie's always saying some stuff that's making people angry. Emure fans are still coming out. They're still going to come to the shows. I mean, I saw, I looked in the comments and people were like, I'll give you a hundred dollars whenever you want anytime you want so uh it you know everyone's gonna look at things differently and, and the metal sites are gonna jump all over it uh it's content content it's this this whole thing is a content monster everything about metal is that's the same way that liquid metal is it is a content monster same way i do the news and the same way that there's always new shows it just, we eat up news we eat up what goes on and in six months is anyone going to remember this Frankie fucking Emure thing? No one's going to give a shit. No one cares. And is it different in other genres, or are, are, are we kind of like an outlier just because I, mean, I would of, say it's the same. Yeah? Yeah. I would say it's the same. What genres? I mean, okay, I understand, like, hip-hop is probably very similar, if not even more. Um with crazy shit going on? Well, Sean, Are you yeah. kidding me? Takashi yeah. 69 just got put away for like life for having like murder hit like all this I mean I don't know the details and stuff but like these guys are living insane lives. Rat everybody out. Yeah, but like these people get way deep in with people who are really out here doing this shit. Uh, I don't a lot of these rappers I don't think they're just rapping about stuff that they make up. I really think that they just sold a brick of coke and they just walked in the yeah. studio and were rapping about how they just sold a brick of coke and they probably got guns and they probably shot those guns like man I feel like metal is so safe oh yeah is the safest of all safe genres That's hell yeah thing that I really think people misconstrue is you know, they see mosh pits walls of death all that and they're like oh my god everybody's beating the hell out of each other and whatever right. but I've never felt more safe at a metal festival than I say just you know got... whether it's a hip hop or, or even, even Raves Even or something. Raves or country Shit, music. Dude. People go nuts at country festivals with drinking and just oh, yeah. getting crazy, you know? So, yeah, that's a really good point. I think 
I just got DM'd from this dude. Is this it right here? Rudy James or whatever. He's like, I want to take my daughter to her first concert. She's eight years old. Uh, my wife thinks it's a bad idea. Can you persuade her? Okay. And I was like, has your wife ever been to a show? And he's like, tons. I was like, well, then she should know that not everyone in every metal show, the entire audience is in punching each other in the face looking for blood. Uh, there's more than enough safe spots, no matter how small the metal show is, where you can go, you could be with a kid, you could be with your girl, you could be wherever, without getting punched in the face. It's not this violent massacre that everyone thinks it is. But however, I recently saw this dumbass at the Fit for an Autopsy uh, Kerrang! K-Pit thing, and he was up front and center with his girl, standing right in front of Joe, the singer from Fit for an Autopsy, right where the pit was, and everybody was punching these two in the face. It was insane. And I'm like, this dude's looking back like he wants to fight everybody. And I'm in the backpack, in the safe spot, not getting hit in the face, and I was like, this dude is so mad at everybody for punching him in the face, yet he's standing right front, dead in center in front of the singer where you're gonna get punched in the yeah, face. Yeah, there are certain things you just gotta know. Um, especially, uh, we talk about Knocked Loose, I mean, oh, yeah. those shows yeah. are so, are so uh, physical. Um, if you want to go on a diet, just go like follow them on tour, go to every show, because damn, yeah. dude, people do not sit still. Um, and it's there's a lot of, I mean, hardcore in general, as you know, that's something that you're very into and well-versed in, but I mean, like, uh, it doesn't matter whether it's Gideon or Code Orange or, or, or Kublai Khan or any of these bands, there's kind of a, a known place to be if you don't want to be in the mess. And then I, I, I hate because I see it a lot where, like, there's a pit, and then there's always that one girl that's on, like, the, the, the ring of the pit on the outskirts, and she gets pushed, and she takes it ultra personally, and it's just like... She's trying to get the perfect Instagram shot, man. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> that could all be true. I've seen some girls lately especially throwing down way harder in the pit than the dudes are. Um, yeah. Every girl out there, every one, every single person, man, woman, child, whoever it is, if you're anywhere within the vicinity of that pit... Man, just take it. Just take everything that's coming because you are where you're not supposed to be. And yes, some people are assholes. Some people are just crowd killing and punching people in the face and being absolute dickheads. Yep. But there, there's even with that shit going on, there's always a safe spot to not get crowd killed and punched in the face. I've been going to shows since '99. Uh, I have not been injured at a show yet. Well, and you're from New York. Not saying some, yeah, not saying somebody come jump me at the next show I'm at. I'm just saying that I've been <laughs> very smart and very far. I've been in a lot of pits. I've been in Meshuggah pits. I've been in Pantera pits. And I've been lucky to come out without a scratch. But especially in my old man times that I'm in now, I'm not going anywhere near the fucking pit. And if I am and I do get smashed, which I have, I got a Judiciary Kublai Khan and Acacia Strain came out. And I was like, I want to be up front for Judiciary. And I got hit a couple times it is what it is but then like Kublai Khan and Acacia come out and it's like I wasn't anywhere near the front of the stage you could find a spot there's always a spot we just saw the Acacia strain and they were uh, pretty killer and uh, yeah yeah to Tim or Tom. Tom 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 the guitar player I love Tom yes. I can never always get it mixed up Tim Tom because I think yeah. Tim Smith or whoever yeah, no, no, no T Smith the yeah. uh, his dad makes some phenomenal yeah guitars. yeah amazing guitars I've seen some I've seen some of their stuff my guitarist in my band has one and he 
I think he has like three of them, and he doesn't ever shut up about it. So I know way too much about T. Smith guitars. But oh yeah. So, so anyways, cool. back to what uh, before we got off on the tangent. I think you were asking about the trivia pit, right? So what? Yes. What year did it begin? Oh Christ! I mean. 100 episodes took about two years to get to. It would have to have started in about 2015 because it originally came from a live show we had called 666 Live. Yeah, so I actually enjoyed 666 Live. <laughs> you were one of the few. I, well, this is so you, it wasn't just like trivia and all that, which is great. I love it, but. I was almost hoping that when Into the Trivia Pit started to really gain steam that you guys would go like every other week like Into the Trivia Pit one week, 666 Live the next, Into the Trivia Pit, etc. Like That's we funny. did a 666 Live for when Metallica and Lady Gaga. <laughs> wow, you really listen. Oh dude, I listen every week, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's like it's sometimes you just want to hear what other metal fans think about certain topics and, and certain things and it was really fun to just tune in and, and talk about like it's not often that you that we as fans have a a big sphere of influence to be able to talk about you know things that are on our mind. I mean, we could talk amongst our friends and our and, and our, our fellow like metal showgoers and stuff and, and whatever. But um, to really talk to people in the know, such as Jose and, and yourself, about maybe we have an opinion on something and maybe you guys agree and it's kind of not necessarily validated but close enough or maybe you guys like disagree completely and we're like oh that's an interesting perspective so I, I disagree know. with Jose on like everything <laughs> we fight all the time yeah well but yes that's what, it, makes, it, that's what makes it fun yes there's the, the, the yin and the yang the, I, I call him good cop and I'm bad cop that's that's easily I what it is but definitely. yeah but 666 I mean the, the first thing is liquid metal is a music channel right the second you throw an hour of talk on there, everyone's going to start complaining. Yes. Yep. As they did. But Jose is a huge Stern fan, as I am as well. And and he was like, we need to do something to get the, the fans incorporated more on the channel. And I 100% agree because it's always the DJs or it's always the music. But you guys are the ones paying for Sirius. You guys should be part of the channel. Yeah. So he's like, how about we do a talk show? And, you know, we, we tossed around with the idea. And we're like, cool, let's do it. And we, it worked. For a while, but as in customary fashion, we'd be getting ready for the show. I don't know how you and Ian do it, but we were getting ready probably thirty seconds before we went live. What the fuck are we doing today? Yeah, that sounds that sounds kind of familiar. We kind of roll yeah. the punches, you know. Yeah, but that, yes. I think that I think that's what makes podcasting so um, intriguing for listeners. It's unique, yeah, it's, because it's just a conversation yeah. rather than which, and it did work. It did work for like a good year. But then I don't How the hell did the trivia I feel like We felt Like we wanted to play a game And I had been watching Lots of Billy on the Street Okay Which is a great yeah, show Yeah Billy yeah, Eichner Saul Yeah What What happened? It said he was actually oh. Watching Saul Oh Let's yeah Do you want to play a game? <laughs> yeah 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 Exactly well, and that, Yeah We used that clip In the in the promos And everything oh, yeah. But uh, I love Billy on the Street And I was like How about Like a three round trivia Where we just bang it out and we were doing 30 minutes So we started incorporating it into We would end we would end 666 Live Doing some trivia And then we realized we were having a lot more fun Doing the trivia So we would do 30 minutes uh, 666 And 30 minutes trivia 
And after a while, we kind of just didn't have a topic to talk about that day. And we're like, fuck it, let's do trivia. And then an hour talk show turned into a 30 minute trivia show. And that has just turned into this monster that just to have my hand created in something makes me the happiest mother effer on the planet. Sure. And actually, that brings me to like, what is the structure? Is Jose kind of the programmer of all of Sirius Liquid Metal? Or is there somebody else that you guys have to go to to get things approved in regard? There's always a top of the pyramid. Uh, Jose has bosses. Their bosses have bosses. Everybody's got bosses in this company. (laughs) So, uh, but Jose definitely is picking the, you know, he's he's programming the channel. Right. Uh, But I, myself, Scotty, the body, corridor of covers, Mm -hmm. Ian Christie, we all, we all hold influence on Jose. And when we know some shit is popping off, if Jose is not... You know, paying attention to it, you know, I stuck trash talk in his face. I stuck knock loose in his face. I stuck judiciary and vein and code orange. And I stuffed all these bands in his face and here they fit for an autopsy. Everything, Gate, everything. Gay creeper. I'm not saying he would not have picked up on these bands, but I I was all over them. No, but I was all you're over right, them. Sometimes, especially someone like Jose, who is so busy all the time you kind of don't have the time to to do some new music discovery because you're busy with the programming aspect and the hosting aspect and going to do press at festivals and all these different things that the real underground bands that are like up and coming that you might go see in new york that you know he they might not hit up seal beach in california you know And, and it's it's like, all right, I just saw this band at this dive bar or whatever it is, but these guys are the next big thing, and we should we should really make an effort while we have the assets to do so to maybe help their career along a little bit, which I think is really admirable. It's like Wu-Tang Clan. Like, when we, when we come together like Voltron, Jose is the head. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, without, like, Method Man and Old Dirty Bastard, it doesn't, it's not Wu-Tang. No. Like, it's not Liquid Metal without Scotty and Ian and myself and Jose and everybody, and everybody you know, everybody will put, you know, I get tweeted out all day long. Are you playing this? Why aren't you playing this? You guys need to play more of this. Thousands. I have thousands of demos and thousands of music videos to check out, and, and everybody wants in, uh, but we can't play everything we can't play everything no, we have not. we have a library and the library kind of like we stretch it we expand it but you'll hear songs heavy as hell for three four five six months and then you won't hear them at all because there's new stuff so when anytime there's new stuff we got to play new stuff new 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 if you want old stuff we got boneyard we got hair nation you know we got classic rock we got whatever you want but for metal we're playing from everything from sabbath to knock loose yeah i mean all all and i think that's really a a cool part of of into the trivia pit is you'll have questions from 70s and 80s metal all the way up to something that hell the new the new riffs that you just uh loaded up are like fuck you got ginger on there who i think that came out a couple weeks ago well i'm trying to get stuff that's more familiar like just newer stuff on the and again just new fresh fresh i just keep refreshing everything i probably should have i could tell in jose's voice he hasn't come out and said it to me but i've been working for eight years i could tell in his voice that when i told him i pulled new riffs he thinks i pulled like old maybe an old slipknot riff from the first (laughs) album or whatever. He didn't think I meant new as in the new goddamn ginger, the new after the burial, the new knock loose, the new corn, the new... Oh, I think I mentioned one, but I didn't play yet. Whoops. Oops. 
Well, uh, yeah, cool. but it's all right. I just, I just, as long as he knows I'm working, uh, I, I'll probably, he'll probably be like, all right, go back and pull some, you know, old Slipknot, old Metallica, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I go and do these things on my own, and I think he appreciates that. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it, and, and I think it makes I think everybody show. does. <laughs> I would like to think everybody does. You Definitely. Know? And it makes the show better, and I think that is. Part of, so I've submitted questions, as you know, for... Into the Trivia Pit at SiriusXM.com. There you go. I've submitted them for, how oh, fucking six months to a year now. I think about a year. We've um, been, have we been reading your questions? We've had to have. So you've read, a, you've read them um, uh, a lot, <laughs> but then recently when... I was the one that was bitching on Twitter about... Hey, yes, it, it was. I, I went... Yes, yeah. yes. I went back and looked, and I was like, oh, shit, it was Ryan. That's funny. It's all good. I mean... Um, I, so how hard? Because because he he was looking at it, but did he ask some this week? Because I told him to go back. I actually know he was looking at the wrong one. Oh, so he uh, had those guys that the one guy that had like a Russian name or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple guys in that one. Guy how who hard? Email like ten times, and you're like, yes. oh my god. And then and then the guy here, yeah, he said the guy just said he was bored, so he sent the same email ten <laughs> times. So that could that might have pushed you to the bottom. That's but okay. like also, what type of questions are you asking? All right, so you know what we're gonna do because this is really oh good. Christ, Let's you, do not. You know, you yeah, I just. I stepped right in it. I just stepped right in it. Play the trivia pit. It's time for Serious XM's call in game show where knowing your middle is the name of the game. Oh man. Oh man. Holy crap. Yeah, let's do it. Oh no. This is like, this is a fucking. Meatball for you. This should be the easiest thing you've Softball. ever heard. That's what I'm talking about. All right, I'm gonna start you off easy, but I'm not gonna. Oh, Christ! And, and don't you dare go to your email either. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'll behave myself. All right. Knocked Loose released a new album in 2019 called A Different Shade of. A red, B blue, <laughs> C green, or D blue. Oh my god! How about blue? We go a little harder. Right. Let's go harder. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding, ding! I don't have. Ding, ding, ding! Uh, that is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> Which of these is slash was not a member of the band Mayhem? Mm-hmm. A. Quarthon. B. Euronymous. C. Necro Butcher. Or D. Hellhammer. Quarthon, right? Is that your final answer? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Quarthon is correct. Who is Thank God. The vocalist of the band Bathory. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I'm still going to be called such a poser. <laughs> I liked the Lords of Chaos movie, so fuck everybody. No, that was a good movie. That was, I thought it was great. It was a good movie, and I actually found that the... Do you know anything about the director? No. So it's this guy, he actually speaking of Bathory, he was the drummer of Bathory for like 3 or 4 years who directed that movie, but he also directs like top 40 music videos. He's directed oh, Saga, Maroon 5. Um like it's weird. Like I'm like black metal guy who's friends with uh oh, what's the Maroon 5? Uh, Adam Levine. Like you know, I'm like that's just that's learn like, everything and everyone in this business. Right. It's, right. it's, it's good to work. Right. Right. All right. I, like all right. You, I, I got two right. I got two right. How about one more? And then uh, before we cut my balls off here. All right. One more question. Which of these world famous producers has worked uh. on projects for metal bands, including Slipknot, Slayer, System of a Down, oh, Metallica, boy. and Danzig? You, you better get this. A. Bob Clearmountain. B. Howard Benson. 
C, Rick Rubin, or D, Terry Date? Can you just tell me the bands again? Yes. Slipknot, Slayer, System of a Down, Metallica, and Danzig. I mean, I would have to guess Rick Rubin. You got it right. All right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, I knew I knew he worked with Slipknot. I know Corey Taylor hated Rick Rubin on that record. I know he worked with he did Raining Blood with Slayer, right? Yeah, he did. Yep. And then he did Death Magnetic with Metallica, which yep. got some flack. Yep. Hey man, everything Metallica does gets flack. Who Death, Death Magnetic was a dope album. It was pretty sweet. A dope album. Especially I, after I mean, you literally had nowhere to go but up after St. Anger. Let's be real. I listened to that album once and threw it out the window of my car, <laughs> but I still ride or die to death for Metallica. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. And, and Those are great questions, and I say resubmit them to Into the Trivia Pit at SiriusXM.com because, I mean, listen, motherfuckers are probably... Submitting questions over like constantly. Sure. So, and again, with no preparation, we go live, and that's when Jose opens the email, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and just starts clicking through emails live on air and asking questions. So, I'm sure he's clicking at like the he top. Closes his t- eyes and just. <laughs> well, no, and then he, he stalls a lot because he's like, oh, is that too hard? No, oh, that's. Yes, hard yes. And so I try to just have as many sound effects ready to just fuck with him while he's stalling. Totally. <laughs> Do you have to get clearance for the sound effects, by the way? Let's not talk. Talk about clearance now. What are you, a narc? Uh, no, I don't. Man, listen, I hear like it's got to be like a five second clip or whatever. Let's just say most of those clips are five seconds. Uh, everything else. Listen, I was just listening to Howard Stern in my car on my way to the grocery store, and they did an unsolved mysteries bit about Howard washing out his anus with his new toilet. And they were playing the unsolved mysteries music. And I was walking and I was like, I wonder if I get any crap for that, whatever. I mean, if they get, I mean, I don't, it just let's, we just all turn a blind eye and pray for the best. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's all you can do, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and the, the, the Lost Beg boy, for forgiveness, never permission. The Lost Boy, right. the Lost Boys theme, I mean, that's just, uh, that's I mean, it's, just it's just a staple, yeah, and we gotta domain. get, Let's be yes, we gotta get Tim Capello, uh, on into the trivia. Nothing pit. I'm like gonna, a good saxophone, man. I'll tell you what, yeah. and if I have any musical recommendation for you, it's this. There's a band called Shrezzers. Shrezzers. They have a song called Anaak. It's like A-N-A-A-K-R-A-K, something like that. If you type in Shrezzers, it'll be up there. They are a gent metal band with saxophone. And it is it is just the most beautiful have thing. Have you ever showed me that before? I have. It was on our countdown when I did our, our top ten. Oh, that's songs. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is I good. Just, I was like, I just got this? one of the best tweets recently, and I'm just trying to quickly scroll back and find the dude's name so I can give him credit. Whatever. Uh, sorry, guy. He says we need somebody to do a cover of "Still Believe," and he tagged Rivers of Nile, who have a saxophone player. Oh, they do. I'm in a petition. Yes. Shout outs to Rivers of Nile. Go check them out. I think they're wrapping up the Fit for an Autopsy tour right now. I'm not sure when this is going to air. They're probably over by now. But yeah, check out Rivers of Nile. They have a sax player. And if we can get it out there for Rivers of Nile to cover, still believe from the Lost Boys, that'd be gnarly as hell. That'd be gnarly. I think they were on uh, Summer Slaughter this year as well. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I missed that one, unfortunately. I, that's one of the tours that, that I, I'm really glad is still around. With all these, these touring festivals, so to speak, going just out of existence that just made me made me uh really sad not just for, as a consumer but a lot of those bands were discovered on those touring festivals Warp whether it was Ozfest Warp Tour Taste yeah. of Chaos 
uh, Summer Slaughter, Sounds of the Underground. Uh, what else was there? I mean, there there was so many different uh, touring festivals, and I just don't know if it's no longer financially feasible. Hell, Mayhem Fest, that was one of my favorites. Um, do you, do I think America has made it clear that it's not financially feasible because the kids are just not going to be going out to shows like that. However, DWP, Danny Wimmer Presents, has been taking over. Yes. And Sonic Temple and Aftershock. Hey. And uh, what are the other three Metallica are playing? Uh, there's so many. Uh, Louder Than Life. Uh, Louder Than Life. Was it Rock, Lahoma, or am I thinking a wrong one? No, I, I, that's, no, no. Used to, they used to have a Northern Invasion. I don't know if they still do that. Chicago Open Air kind Chicago. of punked. Uh, yeah, but all the all the DWP every festival that Metallica is playing next year, that's the touring festivals. It just can't happen. It's not. It's too much. It's too much money. It's too much work. I don't know how the hell they did it to begin with. These destination festivals where you got to get your ass there if you want to see it that, that that bad, and it's three days, and like sometimes it's like hip hop there too, and like something that can appeal to everybody. I saw Action Bronson was supposed to play Sonic Temple last year. I don't know if he did or not or whatever, but uh, yeah, I mean that is. Is that is a dream come true? If you get somebody's big ass, the next step is to get somebody's big ass rap dudes because yeah. all these hip hop dudes they get pits going like crazy. Suicide boys, man. Yeah, I mean, Ghostman. Oh, oh. Ghost exactly, yep. exactly. Ghostman, I think, is touring right now with Harm's Way or something. Or yeah, had just wrapped is. up a he tour with Harm's Way. And that's uh, that's cool. But I mean, I'm, I'm talking about like these these crazy, these real big, big hip hop dudes right, that are doing Scott. like, exactly. Like, you get these hip hop guys that you would hear on like uh, Hip Hop Nation or, or, or Shade 4 5 or like whatever. What's your favorite hip hop station on Sirius? Uh, I listen to Rock the Bells because I'm old and I listen to all 90s hip hop. They got Dre, they got Biggie, they got Wu Tang. It's just all that shit that I came up oh, with. Yeah. But they don't play like a, a legendary group, legendary hip hop group on a high, high part of the bill on one of those festivals. If that you would get be... Wu Tang oh, and Metallica to headline a festival, yeah. I will fucking go every night and pay whatever the like. That oh, yeah. would be the crazy. That would be my dream. I want the Sean the Butcher Festival with Metallica and Wu Tang headlining. Hell yeah, dude! That, That's a fucking festival. That would be wicked, man. That would be wicked, straight up. And I, I don't want to. I, 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 I still think that these festivals need to be primarily rock. I don't want it to turn into a Lollapalooza or a Coachella. No, I know. But I, know. I, I, I Ugh, Coachella. Mind. Yeah, and actually. That's an interesting topic in itself, is with the whole Rage Against the Machine playing Coachella and how. Oh, it's, dude, that's it's a, a, such it's a really weird thing. <laughs> Let's be fucking realistic about it. I saw, you know, well, you tell me your take and I'll tell you mine. Yeah, I mean, it's just whether it's the owner of Coachella being a real. Uh, alt right. I knew. Guy. You, I knew. Oh. I knew you that. that was going to be the first thing that you said. Well, I could have called that. It's just weird. And then, and then what? And listen, everybody can have their own political affiliations. We're not going to be too much into right, that. Right. But, but what I do find funny is when somebody who is ultra conservative, who is also a Rage Against the Machine fan, it makes no sense. They're a political band. Yeah, like it's not. It's not like oh, you know, you know, it's. They're literally speaking out against who you are as a person, and it's like, it's a really weird dynamic. Because well, and Coachella was supposed to be an electronic music type festival sure. with some hip hop. Now it's like, okay, well we're doing whatever these inst- Instagram famous people, you know, with all this clout, will pay for because they got lots of money, and you know that's what they want to hear. And it's just kind of like, 
Yeah, and selling like, out. I understand Rage probably they're probably paying them quite well, and I and 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 I oh, can't say be. and I can't say if I was in Tom Morello's shoes <laughs> or any of these guys' shoes that I wouldn't be like okay, well, right? Do that. But it just seems a little bit of. I don't want to use the word hypocritical because it's just not the right word, but it just seems I, it is. out of place. It's just it, out of place. I don't know. It's they're, they, they're a band that stands for uh, being individualistic and very anti-political, and the fact that they even accepted this, personally, I'm a big Rage fan, and it bothers me. It'd almost be like if it Fever 333 would play Coachella. It's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Sean? Listen, uh, Zach ain't coming back for free, you know? Because uh, so, the other guys, they've all been playing. They've been doing uh, uh, with Cypress, uh, Be Real, and uh, Prophets of Rage. Yeah. They've okay. been working. They were working with Chris Cornell. You know, Rage has been Rage, just not with Zach. Uh, so it took a lot for Zach to come back. I don't know why now. But I saw it from both ends. Like, ugh, Coachella, are you serious? But then I saw it from another person's take. Uh, I think it was Metal Sucks, actually. And they were like, what better way for Rage to take down the system than from right inside of it? Yeah, that makes sense. So they could, be go- yeah. they could go there and they could be like, fuck the right and fuck the left and da-da-da-da and fuck Coachella and blah, blah, blah. And, be- and then rock the shit out of Coachella. Right. Um, however, now, like... Check it out. So Rage is playing in Coachella. That's like, uh, disgusting. Mm-hmm. If Rage wasn't announced at Coachella and then played outside Coachella to protest Coachella, that would be the hugest thing in the world and everybody would be like, this is the coolest shit ever. Right. It's like Rage going and playing outside the White House to protest the White House. If Rage was paid and invited by Donald Trump to play in the White House and they played in the White House then he'd be like ew this is gross so it's all a matter of where it is and what's going on but yes they're ba- I mean it's listen I love rage I ain't going to Coachella no you know uh, it ain't gonna happen I was very fortunate rage played two shows back to back right here in New York City Saturday and Sunday for a rock the bells hip-hop festival okay I went to both of those shows if I never saw rage again i'll never need to see rage again yeah that's very that's very good i it's it's just uh, you know i i i always struggle with saying oh i would never do that because i've never been given a check of that amount or whatever you know that's so, so funny yeah. so funny do you listen to busted open radio on sirius xm i don't <laughs> all right all right so it's bully ray who's bubba ray dudley and my man dave lagreca and they were just talking about cm punk okay. do you guys follow wrestling at all i don't actually it's funny though dave lagreca used to be a producer on one of the nfl channels so that's hey shout out to lagreca lagreca's the man i love bluster i love lagreca all right so cm punk is a wrestler blah 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 he left wrestling he talked mad shit about wrestling i'm not into it blah 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 vince mcmahon wwe talked all this crap and everyone's like he's never coming back he'll pop up in the you know AEW, like they're like the the competitors, whatever. Years, years go by. Last week, CM Punk comes out on a WWE like after show or whatever, nice. and people were calling in and they're like, "Man, I'm disgusted with Punk. How could you? Blah 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 blah. You know what would you do? What would you do?" And, and Bully Ray was like, "Well, what would you do? Uh, you know where are you living?" The kids like my mom's basement. And he's like, "Vince McMahon comes up to you with a hundred million dollar check and says here." 
you sign this, I'll give you this money, and you go do it. And like, would you do it? And, and the guy's like, yeah, probably. So it's like, until a check is put in front of you, no one knows their true worth. I suppose. No, I, I agree. I, I, you know, I'm in a band, and I think you know, a lot of times I'm very much like, all right, we're not selling out, we're not changing our style to make it more commercial. I'm not about that. But then at the same time, if you look at those bands, you know, whether it is like a Five Finger Death Punch or, or, or what some of these other big like anthem rock bands bring that me the have rise done so, Bring Me the Rise, any of these groups yeah. that, that kind of change their sound um, and are making bank now, you know, they're they're put up in their in their penthouse or their, their yeah. mansion and they're living a pretty darn good quality of life. I mean it's um, a job. It is, so it's 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 really hard to weigh those principles. Um, because you will have bands that that don't do that, and I respect the hell out of that because there is money on the table, and they're saying no, thank you. I'd like to remain who we are. Um, so I, I I think it's really just about different personalities and different priorities, and, and what some people consider. Um, kind of their own breaking their own rules you know so to speak or so. their own worth i mean it's like what sean said you know about how big the check is right you know you might not do it for a hundred dollars but you might do it for two hundred dollars you know what i'm saying yeah no absolutely uh, so yeah i think you hit the nail on the head so now now my money other talks yeah oh definitely does um vincent usarello when did he come into the fold of the yeah. in, uh, into the trivia pit Vinny is the love of my life. Uh, he is the he is the silent Bob to my Jay, the Beavis to my butthead. Uh, me and Vinny are attached to the hip. When I started when I started Sirius, I was working for Opie and Anthony. I worked for them for a couple years at XM before Sirius and XM merged. Uh, then I was released from Opie and Anthony, but I was not fired from Sirius XM. I was moved to you know Jose and working with Faction Punk and working with heavy metal and music because I was not doing good on Opie and Anthony. I sucked. I was terrible. Uh, uh, so when I, I got a brand new desk, they moved me to a new spot, uh, and no one knew who the hell I was, and everyone was like, who the hell is this kid? I was put right next to Vinny from my first official day working f- for music at Sirius. Uh, since then, you know, Vinny was with me for years, and then he moved to a different desk, and they moved to another desk. Uh, we've been moved around a lot, but me and Vinny have just been tight as hell. He was doing liquid metal before it was handed over to me. I think him and Scotty were doing it, and then I took Scotty's desk. <laughs> Sorry, Scotty. And then, yeah, they made Vinny give up liquid metal uh, to me. And then Vinny kind of taught me everything I know. And then we just chill. We chill hard. You know, we eat together. We smoke together. We drink together. We go to shows together. Uh, you know, we we consider we, we talk. Every, they're moving everybody out to California. Okay. Uh, they just opened up the, the Sirius XM California offices. And all, like, all I keep telling Vinny, I was like, man, you move to Cali. It's going to kill. It's going to kill me. Which Jose moving to Cali killed me. So why not you move to Cali and then we'll oh, have a big God, party? Two, people walk around the streets in Cali smiling. <gasps> Who the fuck walks around the streets yeah. smiling? Yeah. Like that, it's it's too. I can't do it. I like seasons. You're freezing your balls off, yeah. Yo, I'm smiling too. Yo, it's cold here. I like it cold. I like it when it snows, and I can stay home from work. I can work right out of the crib. Like it's not a snow. Don't bother me yet. You know, Jose is a West Coast dude. He was born in Arizona. Right. Uh, I grew up with all this crap. Uh, I don't mind it. Jones I don't mind the snow, Yorker, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're out of bitter, Ohio, angry. So it's, yes, it's, we we get it completely. Yeah, and when you're a New Yorker, you're freaking New York. 
Yorker, man. Yeah. I'm in a rush to go nowhere all the time, angry all the time, bitter all the time for no good goddamn oh, reason. Fast as hell, too. Yes, and then, and now with November, with Thanksgiving, Christmas, all the and the tree lighting up, all the tourists are there. I am zip. I've I've learned the art of the Jose Mangan speed walk, <laughs> where you just zip in between people and just get to your destination. But no, uh, Vinny, Vinny is my fucking man. He is everything, and me and him, everything that comes out of trivia pit is me and Vinny side jokes. We'll just sit in his office and like. The best part about Sirius is you could kind of, I don't know, I, uh, just me like us talking right now, it's it's somewhat of a brainstorming session because we'll be talking and immediately we'll be like, oh, this is a great idea for liquid metal. This is a great idea for Octane. Let me do this. Whether it's production or a week of, uh, you know, a special or a music thing, we're talking, but we're not just screwing off. It's always work. Yeah. So um, me and Vinny. The fact that he's, uh, you know, the program director of Octane and, and Yes. Uh, East Street Radio, which I find it, it's a weird combination, yes. but he clearly doesn't. No one in Sirius gets one channel. You get when I first started, I was working with Liquid Metal Faction and First Wave. Okay, First, first wave. wave. Really? What is First, first wave? wave? Duran Duran. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know any what, as stuff like. I guess yeah, Flock of Seagulls. Yeah, all that weird. But yeah, like emo, emo stuff. But that influences that a lot of metal. <laughs> Yeah, that influences a lot of metal. Exactly, okay. exactly. Um, but Vinny, man, Vinny answers the phone. The phones is a scumbag job. That's an intern job. I, you know, you're not allowed to treat the interns like dirt anymore. I'm opposed to that. But I, <laughs> I got treated, I got treated like dirt for years. Now, if I ask an intern to get breakfast for me, I'll get fired. Which is actually interesting because you, there was a lot of interns on into the trivia pit for a decent amount of time, and then all of a sudden they kind of disappeared. I, what happened? Uh, yeah, we had well. I mean, Liquid Metal sometimes had our very own interns, but you got to do. I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know really know how the intern process works. But they would give me a lot of interns because Into the Trivia Pit is like a live on the air, like everything going down at once show. So they used to throw a lot of interns at me to like train them and just show them what I do and show them what the hell's going on. Yeah. Yes, but they wouldn't be doing anything. They'd just be answering phones, but they'd be answering phones for the best goddamn show on SiriusXM. Uh, but yeah, so I I, I love having the interns there but Vinny would sit in the studio while the interns were there just kind of like the dude from the Tom Green show uh, <laughs> Phil I think who sat in the back drinking coffee he wouldn't have yeah. to contribute a goddamn thing I just need him to laugh at my jokes so I know that I'm being funny <laughs> Absolutely. that's all I need that's all I need and his laugh is contagious so I just need oh, it there dude. but yeah yes absolutely yeah. yes um, but every every clip we have ever opened the show with is me and Vinny just dicking off eating lunch and for what whatever reason we'll say a movie quote and we'll laugh and we'll be like that's got to be the opener and it's usually week. a title the title of because uh, i listen to it on demand i don't listen to it live just because i yes and it's usually the time i, I title the like, shows after the uh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, I, I, I appreciate you paying lady, attention but yes that, it was all uh, <laughs> the, uh thank you very much for listening i greatly appreciate it man we work hard as hell on that show and even with zero preparation beforehand like it's the only show on serious like that man oh. It's the only show on radio, not just serious. Yeah. I can't yeah. think of another show that that is is remotely similar. So yeah, and the I, prizes are so sick. I just got I just gave away. 
uh, Slayer Repentless Kilogy on vinyl and signed uh, posters yeah, that, that came. That oh my! Oh my God! Please, I got slack for not reading it uh, right the first. Or, well, Jose read it wrong the first time, but uh, I know I had to. I had to grab the bull by the horns on that one. Um, and that's actually something that I, you know, I contribute so many questions, but I'm yeah, so thank afraid you. to call in. Nah, please, please. I mean, it's so, it's so much fun. I it's so much fun when we have someone who know, or even if you don't, like we we could stretch it depending on what you do know, what you don't know. I like know we a lot more new than old. Like I I know, uh, you know, it's not that I don't uh, respect the old stuff, and I actually Iron Maiden's one of my favorites out of everybody, but um, I I'm very much. Uh, you know, I think it's just the the era that I was I grew up in. You know, I was 16, like I said, in 2006. So if you kind of do the math there, um, who was it that called in last two weeks ago? Who who was a, a question submitter? Who called in and he won. Uh, Scott Outerson. Scott Outerson, right. So I'm like, dude, this guy knows his shit. And I'm like, that, that almost solidified me not calling it more because I'm like, how he, am I he, like, live up to that? Because if he Dedicated member in, of the pit crew. Yeah, if he would have called in and he would have, like, bombed, I'm like, oh, okay, he bombed. Maybe mm. I can call in and if I, if I bomb, it's not the end of the world. But now he set the bar so high where contributors, because you guys even said, you guys, you guys are contributors. We set you, we hold you to a higher standard because. Yeah, that's Jose. I hold everybody to the lowest common denominator. I'm a piece of shit and so is everybody else. Yeah, well, you're the first one to say, oh, we got to kill him. You haven't even. Oh, yeah. Any, uh, fucking, uh, oh, what is the, the last thing where the clouds open and. A resurrection, yeah. We feel bad for killing people, and, and they don't deserve to die. So, yeah, we give them a resurrection. But th- there's rules on the trivia pit, but it's so loose. Oh, yeah. It's so, sometimes we'll give extra time, sometimes we'll give whatever, like, nothing matters. It's not, there's no rules. It's the rules of whatever the hell we want to happen on any given time. Sure. Uh, tell me about how King Arnold ended up being a thing. <laughs> that, that episode is better than a King Arnold episode. We, man... I mean, I'm not going to blow up his secret identity, but uh, yeah, our buddy... Not by now. Yeah, our buddy, uh, every time we would just chill, again, again, how just hanging out and chilling can translate to an idea that comes on air and ends up taking off, we would just chill, and he is just really good at doing Arnold. Yeah, really um, like, And we, yeah, and works very close with Jose, and I think... You know, Jose's always always uh, strong on spontaneity, on the spot, uh, live. You know, you know, mayhem. You know, anything that can go wrong, let's let's make it go wrong live on it. Like, just to see how every situation is handled. And I mean, King Arnold was probably just there one day, and Jose was like, "Hey, come take a mic, yeah, and just talk shit." You know, and it worked. God damn it, did it work? Hell yeah, dude! I mean, <laughs> um, it's been a while. Though it's been a while, though I think I think King Arnold just got married. So, yeah. Yeah. First time I heard him, I was like, "No way did they get actually Arnold Schwarzenegger." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he came and did the hundred hundred episode of trivia with us with an Arnold mask on. It was brilliant. Fucking dope for sure. Tell me more about. uh, I kind of got ahead of it, but tell me more about your background because you don't just walk into to radio, especially at this level. 
Yeah. yeah, no, I uh, I went to school for audio engineering. I was in a band. I was in a metal band that failed, and then a hip hop thing, and then a hip hop kind of band that was also metal. And we were recording stuff, and I was like, I don't, you know, I'd rather record it myself. So I went to school for audio recording and technology and all that stuff, and working in a studio and all that. And Institute of Audio Research, shout out to IAR. <laughs> um, and after you. Your, your course, however long you were there, they give you a book, like a dictionary, and it was full of internships. And they're like, pick an internship. And as long as you keep coming back to us, we'll keep signing off on your internship. So the first internship, I love hip hop, so the first internship I took was at Def Jam Records, because I figured that'd be awesome. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was interning for Aisha Hines, who, I think she gets a shout out on like the Lupe Fiasco first really album. Familiar. I think... I think it's also a movie producer's name because it popped up once when I was watching a movie and I was like, is that the same Aisha? But I don't think it is. Uh, but I fucking Jay-Z walked in, in once and Jay-Z is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Like I got this, I didn't, I didn't shake the dude's hand. I was a fucking scumbag intern, but. Especially being uh, from New York, dude. Like he's like the king. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it. But I mean, the work sucked. They would stick me in a, in a closet for a couple hours and I would burn CDs and I don't know. I was doing bitch work, which is what intern work is, but I didn't know. Yeah, but you know I was, what? You got I was new to all hey, this. I'm at Def Jam. Like, do you yes, don't, you don't just yes. say that, you know. But but uh, I I was miserable. I'm always miserable. I'm, I'm miserable right now. But I was miserable there. And my buddy Uncle Dave, who's like my life mentor, he had Sirius XM because we always loved Opie and Anthony, and he heard Opie and Anthony move to XM. So he heard a commercial, and he fucking called me immediately, and he's like, "Hey, Opie and Anthony just aired a commercial that they're looking for interns." So send your application. I did an hour after that phone call, and then three hours later, I got a call from my man Travis from ONA, and he's like, "You want to come in for an interview?" And that was it. I interviewed. I interviewed for that. I got that. I interned for a year, getting uh, 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 egg sandwiches and bagels. I cleaned up. They did a baby bird challenge where a guy took a hundred. Uh, Pat from Munaki took a hundred shots of eggnog. Oh my God. And then when he was going to vomit, my man Pat Duffy, fucking legend, Pat Duffy sat in a chair, leaned his head back. So he was looking at the ceiling over the garbage can and Pat from Munaki vomited on Pat Duffy's face in whatever remnants were caught in the garbage can. Uh, and, we, and we laid out a tar. You can look it up. It's called the baby bird on YouTube. When we wrap up this. Yeah, we would wrap this up. I'm in the background. You can see my stupid ass in the background. And uh, yeah, but you know, there was, there was tarps out and there was vomit everywhere. I cleaned up vomit. I, I did the worst jobs ever, but it was the best. It was the best. And I was like, these dudes are getting paid to do this shit. So I stuck around. I stuck around as long as I, as long as everybody. And there were a lot of interns and one by one, they would drop off and they would drop off. And then it was me and three other guys. And I was the top guy. And one day when I was in IAR Institute of Audio Research, I learned Pro Tools. Okay. I was the only one of the three interns who knew how to use Pro Tools. So they had me as an intern working on stuff that really interns shouldn't be trusted with sure. uh, because I knew how to use Pro Tools. And one day, two of the top producers got in a fight and quit. 
And then oh. who gets and within <laughs> within three seconds they turn to me and they're like, "You want a job?" That's fucking awesome. That just, that just goes to show yeah. you got to bide your time sometimes. If you're oh my god, you want something that bad and it might seem like you're just you know this is not worth it. I just want my normal yeah. job or whatever it is, and and you just always. I was gonna be a butcher. I was gonna be a butcher. So I was gonna uh, comes from. yes, uh, well a hundred percent yes, uh, that and a couple of other things. But I was I was cleaning the butcher shop, and they wanted me to apprentice. And I was interning for ONA, and I was like, ah, these guys, I go shopping there at the same spot now, and these dudes are still there cutting meat. And I'm like, ugh, yeah. I can't, I can't do that, man. I have introduced Slayer to 20,000 people in California. I didn't get anything for it, but I got to do it. Right. I would have never did that as a goddamn butcher. No, not even right. close. So, so you know. uh, yeah, it's it. I was gonna do that, and listen, you, told, you probably told the crowd they were from the right uh, place, right? And like Jose when he. Uh, who hey, busted! I think I think it was Opeth, actually his famous Opeth story. Uh, no, Jose, man, listen, Jose has done a hundred intros. Oh, I've sure. done th- I've done three. I'm sure if I do another ninety-seven, I'm a fuck half of them up. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm terrible with that, but uh, yeah, it's it 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 wasn't all cocaine and hookers when I got hired from Opie and Anthony either. Uh, I had two and a half. I mean, listen, two and a half great and miserable years of my life. I didn't know what I was doing, and I would screw up. And when you screw up on Opie and Anthony live on air, they don't breeze over that shit. Uh, I would be dragged in the studio and torn to shreds. One day, they told me I had to go home because Opie didn't even want to look at me. Oof. I've, and I, I screwed up the show. I totally, there was a big thing that I screwed up. And had I had an intern that screwed it up or an employee that screwed it up, I'd be like, get him out of here because I might get physically violent, but I'm just a weird person. Well, but uh, no. Screwed it, that exact thing up again. And that's, you know, that's, I still screw up now on liquid metal. Now it goes way under the rug and I can kind of catch the screw up before it happens or make it happen and no one knows it happened. But I still screw up. But again, I'll never screw up. Like, like that thing again I'll never there's always it always, I always gotta learn by getting bruised once right so uh, yeah no I it, it did suck for a while it did suck for a while and I wasn't fitting in and my bits weren't good and it just wasn't working but they knew I was a metal guy they knew I knew what I was doing so instead of uh, me getting fired they moved me to work with Jose and then that's been happening for the last going on nine years sometimes it just takes the right person in the right environment and like going back to the pro tools thing you know i feel like always having like a one-up on the other people around you especially if you're trying to move up somewhere you know you're gonna end up being the one getting that promotion or that opportunity because other people are just going by and doing their daily thing if you look extra like pro tools you know you're gonna get the job when the other two people quit 
I tell every intern that comes to my desk. I get introduced to interns. I mean, we get three sets of interns, four sets of interns throughout the year. They're in and out the door in three months. Sometimes I don't even know who they are, what they look right. like, or what their name is. But they all get brought to my desk, and I get introduced to all of them. And the first thing I tell them is learn everything in this building. Don't just learn how to edit audio. Don't just learn how to do an interview. Don't just learn how to do production. Learn how to do interview, production, voiceover, this, that, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth thing, seven. Learn how to do everything. We got people that come in there. We got people that come in there and can't set up their own studio. They need somebody to come in, turn the microphone on, that's and yuck. put the fader up. Yikes. That, and, that's and, bad. and it really gets on my friggin' nerve. But it's like an older generation that, like, that's probably what they've been doing their whole career. Sure. Right. And it ain't like that anymore. No. So I tell everybody to be a goddamn hawk and get on everything. I do a thousand, I wear a thousand hats at Sirius. Everyone thinks I walk in, I, I do my DJ shift, and I walk out the door. If only. If only I spend nine hours there. I'm doing data entry. I'm doing production. I'm building specials for other channels, doing voiceover, producing bits, producing bits for other channels, writing imaging. Like it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. But again, the more, you know, the interaction, I could just talk with Vinny for an hour and come out with three, four, five ideas. And that changes everything. That's kind of why you're in the position of why you're in is because you know all those things. You know, it's like in any company, the, the people that are higher up that actually give a shit are going to know how to, you know, do all those things. And that's why they get paid what they get paid and get the opportunities that they get. So. I mean, it's all it's all the work and the result that comes out of it. And not every idea is a good idea because I've had a thousand bad ones. But for every good one that pops off, I feel so happy about that. Yeah, dude, you and me both, man. Hey, let's talk about uh, Hales from the Crypt. Ah, yeah, let's nice, very cool, very cool. Hell yeah! The voice of the anti-culture. Yeah, whatever that means. My buddy Uncle Dave is like, "What's the anti-culture?" I'm like, "I don't know. Everything that's pop culture seems to suck." So I yeah, like to just tag it the the anti-culture, and I feel like that kind of fits my groove of everything. Right. Well, you got like photographs and all type of shit on there, you know, yes. and all the, all interviews. Like, so do you do like the photography and whatnot? Everything. Hails from the Crypt is a one-man operation, and it's me sitting right here on my couch doing everything. I'm very fortunate. I have a very fortunate spot right now. Jose has introduced me to a lot of people, and I have now networked to a lot of people. I have a lot of access to shit that your normal person just cannot get access to. I'm a normal person. I'm below a normal person. I'm not above anybody or anything, but I do have access. And I was like, why not start abusing this a little more. Sure. So it's not what you know, it's who you know. You know. Yes. So, uh, you know, a camera costs nothing. It, it you know, it's a $1,200 investment, but that's taxing, you know, the tax return right there. Yep. Uh, I take my tax return. I bought myself a camera and I'm like, I don't even know how to take a goddamn picture. I go to my man, you know, whoever, uh, Metal Blade. Yo, can you hook me up with a photo pass? Sean the Butcher wants a photo pass. Sure. Here, <laughs> take a photo pass. I go, I shoot a whole show. 
I don't know what I'm doing. Every picture comes out horrible. Uh, you know, and then I got my buddies. I got my, my man, Brian Brown. He's the dude who first taught me how to pick up a camera. He is from Virginia. I think he sold Randy Bly his first camera. Wow. Uh, yeah, and he goes friggin' taking pictures. I don't know anything recently, but he used to go take pictures with Randy. Like, my man, Brian Brown, is an amazing photographer. So the first thing I would do is go crying to him. Right. Yo, I went and shot the show. Every picture sucks. What do I do? <laughs> um, and he would just, you know, when you're homies with people, they'll just tell you, yo, here's what you got to do. And they sort your ass out. Right. And you find. Yes. I mean, but like, I try to, I try to return the favor a little bit, but, um, but it's, you know, when, when you got an honest question and you're just an honest dude, I can, I have people that I can go to without feeling weird about asking. But, uh, yeah, I started taking pictures and I have all these interviews I'm doing. And I was like, man, if I just videotape the interviews, I could put everything on. So now I just videotape the interviews, but that's a pain in the ass. Cause again, it's a one man operation. So how do I do an interview? So I get my homies to hold the camera for me and they don't know how to focus so sometimes an interview's out of focus and it's just who cares I don't you know I'm not going to be putting out this metal injection picture perfect product I'm not going to be putting out like I'm totally underground where like the sewer drain where Pennywise is that's where hell yeah a hundred percent and I'm fine with it because it's all me and it's my baby and it's working metal it's working for me they got people on their payroll to do that shit too metal injection are I mean they're the gods right. anybody if any, i mean i'm getting my news from metal injection you know right. that's that's where and metal sucks and and blabbermouth but like that's the, the, uh, my man rob and metal injection frank noah those are all my homies and uh, i respect the shit out of their hustle because they they make that site amazing and there's a ton of other contributors on metal on metal injection and metal sucks but uh i, I respect their hustle uh i mean you know there's a lot of negativity coming out of some of those sites uh, sometimes from the people who own them and some and mostly in the comment section right but listen everyone has their opinion and uh, I don't I don't necessarily agree with a lot of things that are said on a lot of sites but uh, you know Not I have my own opinions though, in and general man totally like, totally that's that and and you know it's everybody can sit there and then type something. Yeah, but not everybody precisely. Can actually show but, up to the function. Warriors, yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. yes. But you know, but 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 metal sucks and metal injection have a lot of eyes on them. So when they have an opinion about, listen, uh, metal sucks. Uh, two months ago, wrote, wrote an article about how much they think knock loose sucks. And yeah, they like ever seen them. Uh, well, that was the thing. They like got this new knock, knock loose song. It's a whole, it's a whole article. It caused this whole tizzy. Um, but whatever, you know like what? Clickbait, though. Is what exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's like you. They have their opinions, and they have a lot of eyes on them. And sometimes they just want to express their opinion, whether it be for better, whether it be for worse. And yes, they're like you know, you know what can cause a huge ruckus today if I go online and say I don't like knock loose. And I think, and it does. That's it does. About internet journalism in general is you see a lot of these headlines that that almost don't make sense with the They're fucking clickbait, yeah. Because that's all the ad, ad revenue is just generated from clicks. So like, but listen, I'm not going to shit on Metal Sucks because I respect the shit out of their hustle too because they are another number one spot for heavy metal. And yeah, but that's, it says it in the title. It's Metal Sucks. So immediately you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? They're out there to make you mad. They used to have this writer, Sergeant D, <laughs> and every article this dude would write would piss me off to my core because he would write about how much 
much he didn't like Emure, how much he didn't like Suicide. Not even how much he didn't like it. He would just make fun of it, and I felt <laughs> I felt so abused. But I would I would end the article laughing my ass off because what he is, he's the villain, right. and he's like it's like a wrestling thing, and like he's the bad guy, and he's supposed to make you go grr. I'm so angry, yeah. but like they give him a voice on the site, and it gets people popping off. But if you're gonna be an internet dickhead and you're gonna like comment type 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 type, I have. I'm a realist. I have a sense of humor about things, even things that I love when people will tell me that they suck. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you can hate Knock Loose. You can press, hate... Any press you can is hate. good press. You know, like, if you're yes. you're still talking about the band, you're still giving them your time of day, and that's helping them, you know, because someone might be like, who's Knock Loose? I'm going to go check them out. Oh, no, these guys don't suck, but, hey, they just made a new fan. You know what I mean? Hold on, hold on a sec. It's 420. <laughs> oh, dude! It is 420. Speaking of 420. Oh, dude! We don't even have a sound effect. That's just straight up bubble, 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 bubble. Dude, speaking of 420, man, on your Instagram, that stone pizza. Hey, shout out to Stone Pizza. Dude, so check it out. Is that in New York? Where is that in- <laughs> Sorry. Um, this guy, I mean, he goes, I am the pizza pusher, I think is his name on Instagram. Are you serious? I'm about to look um, that shit up for real. There is, how did I first find the Stone Pizza? I think I just saw it on a bunch of people's Instagram. It would start popping up all over the place. Then, uh, uh, man, I got to look it up on my Instagram. It's all, I am the pizza pusher, but pusher is P-U-S. S H A. Yes. Um, he. I don't know. I really don't know because there was a, a newspaper. They give out these free newspapers when I go on the train or whatever before you walk on the train, and the cover of the newspaper was Stone Pizza, and I was like, "Oh, this dude's blowing up." So, like a dick, I go to my girl and I was like, "Yo, we're gonna go to this Stone Pizza spot." I don't read the article. I don't read anything. I just figure that the address is inside. I pick up my girl. I, I throw her the the newspaper, and I was like, "All right, tell me the address. I'll type it in." She's like, there's no address here. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Did you deliver the pizza like <laughs> right now. So, since this is a uh, illegal product, I guess <laughs> what yeah, they do is meet you at a centralized location, like any other good dealer would. Oh my god! And they, I think, deal you this pizza. And you have to pick it up from a centralized location. You have to DM them, and that's how you get your. And a pie, I think, is like fifty bucks. I know you're not a cop. I mean, <laughs> I gotta ask my dealer the same question. Yeah, dude. Listen, it's all you. You just, I don't know. I don't know. Him. I mean, that's, he has he has forty thousand followers on the gram, and and I found I'm on his website right now. I'll read it. It says. Ready to get stoned, they deliver to all five boroughs of New York City in a one-hour radius. That's pretty fucking good. That is pretty uh-huh. good. Of New Jersey from noon to midnight, and pickups are available in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Jersey City. So I wonder Shout out to Stone Pizza. Well, since we got so many dope-ass shows on Sirius XM, shout out to my man Lord Seer on Shade 4 5. Yeah. Lord Seer is a big boy, and he loves his pizza. Yeah. And that mother effer got brought two pizza pies from the pizza pusher, and I had no idea. I made one of my million trips 
daily to the kitchen to get me a fresh bottle of water. And my man, Dennis Falcone, is walking out the door going, there's weed pizza in there. And I'm like, what the hell? And you're like, hell yeah. Well, I was like, what is this idiot talking about? Because he wouldn't know weed pizza if it bit him in the ass. And I walk in the kitchen, and there is a full-ass stone pizza laying right there. I I tremored. I I was trembling. (laughs) Uh, And and, and when I lifted the friggin' box and the shit was full? Dude, I... I, First off, I took it out of the kitchen immediately. (laughs) Because that is a drug in the Sirius XM kitchen that the bosses go in. Everybody's in there. They don't know that it's weed pizza. Well, on the box, as a warning, because they're smart, it says... I'll show Ryan a picture of it. I'll show Ryan a picture. Because I got it. There's a warning label on the side of the box. Okay. But how many people look at the warning label? Exactly. And this is some normal-ass, delicious-looking pizza. So I bring it into Vinny's office, of course. And I'm like, yo, Vinny. Look what I got. Uh, and we just freaked out. And he's like, thank God you got out of the kitchen because if a boss ate that and ended up tripping balls, somebody would have gotten in a lot of trouble. So I'd like to thank, think that I saved somebody's life. You and might a little, have. I'm a little gratitude, you know? I've yeah. edibles before and... Yeah. I, was, I was there for that. You were there for I that. Was, <laughs> what, what kind of edible? It was uh, Rice Krispie Treats. And, oh, nice. Uh, well, I ended up having extreme psychosis mm-hmm. and it was my first time ever how consuming much? marijuana at all so that was my first mistake. how big of a piece i had three three what <laughs> three 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 uh slices pieces three of rice slices crispy. of wait because, was okay it, so they wait say, three pieces or three rice krispie treats yeah three well okay so it was like homemade <laughs> rice treats like classic like, mistake oh, for sure so i'll tell you the story real quick because it is hilarious um they say that usually when you do an edible, it kicks in in like, what, like 45 minutes to an hour, right? Correct. Okay, so I had one, and an hour passed, and I felt nothing. And this is my first time ever getting high. <laughs> so I'm like, I want to feel something here. No. So I had two. I had two, and then 45 more minutes went by again. Still nothing. So this is two hours mm. now. I had a third... After three hours, still nothing. I'm very confused. I go home, which is about a 40-minute drive. My wife drove. I get home. I take a shower, a hot shower. And apparently, the hot shower yes, the, triggered yes. everything. Oh, that's, nice. That's like so, hot tubs, man. That's oh, why you always yeah. hot tubs. So yeah. I'm, I'm high. I'm high in a good way for five minutes. <laughs> for five minutes, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Good boy. And then, good boy. Boom! I'm I'm hearing shit that doesn't happen. I'm I'm uh, so I was feeling saliva in my throat. I was hearing it. Does that mm-hmm. make fucking sense? like it doesn't make any sense? It was I, I used to yeah I used to not be able to sleep when I was stoned because I can hear the blood flowing through my brain. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I yeah. ended up profusely vomiting for three. Hours. Oh like, no! I had a panic attack. Is what happened. It, it took See, anxiety and then just just pushed it over the edge. <laughs> Yeah, so that. Um, you ever take mushrooms before? No. After that, I'm afraid to. to yeah, uh, no, you're better off for it. You're better off for it. I'm not endorsing anything, sure. but I spent four hours on mushrooms once. That was the greatest experience of my entire it, life. It cures, like, if you have, like, a lot of, um, what do they call it, like, 
uh, depression yeah. going on. I've heard that. Stream. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Who the hell knows? I'm depressed all the time. I don't think it shifted anything. It's I was like, just I laughing my awful. balls off. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, but then I, I can never do it again. I tried doing it again once after. This was a decade, probably more than a decade ago. Uh, and I just can't handle it anymore. I'm a puss now. I am. I can't do anything Listen, anymore. Edibles, I I'll take, eat all my day. My dad but. owns a CBD company, so I take CBD. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, that helps. Yes, I started. Anxiety and insomnia and all that stuff, and it's just it's just been a blessing for sure. I have put mother onto the CBD. Mother loves her CBD now. Mother has CBD gummies, and I'm trying to get her her vape, which it's she doesn't want to smoke. how many quote-unquote boomers actually yeah. like CBD now because it, mm. you know, it, it has all of the good health effects and yeah. none of the stigma. Dude, even my grandma was trying that shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she, she was having a knee problem. She listens to this, too. She's probably going to kill me later. <laughs> ah, busted, you so, narc. So, but I'm a shout-out. And, uh, no, dude, she was having, like, knee issues. She tried that CBD and stuff. I don't know if it ever worked for her. I'll have to ask her. But yeah. it is weird that, that you say that. Works. Everybody's trying it, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big, big thing. Right yeah. Definitely, because some people don't want to get high. Some people, like, me are afraid to anymore. More, and it's like it's 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 everything you want. So you don't smoke at all? No, man. I, no, like, no. I'm, I'm going That's terrible. I'm going to Denver this summer, <laughs> and uh, since it's Colorado, I'm probably going to end up going to one of those those bar dispensary things. Yes. Just, Hold on. This is hitting me like a ton of bricks right now. So you first time ever. Yeah. Getting stoned, ate three Rice Krispie treats, puked for three hours, and then have never again tried weed since? Bingo. Oh, man. No, that's not good. No. I, that's I know. no. I understand, no. and I think I think it's just one of those things that it just rubbed me the wrong Listen, way. Listen, no, I understand. I understand. Listen, uh, do you take any over-the-counter, not to get like super personal on your friggin' live podcast, but do you take any over-the-counter like stuff or whatever? No, I mean, I take uh, like Harper medicine. That's it. Like prescription shit, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, because, listen, I mean, they're pumping a lot of that, and I feel like weed is its own version of that, just, yeah. you know, it's not sold in and the that's goddamn That's why pharmacy. I take CBD now, because I actually was on medicine for certain mental health reasons. And, yes, and me as well. It definitely, I I was I was woken up by the fact that, one, it takes you, like, so long to weem off all that stuff, which is ridiculous in itself, because your body is so dependent on it. Right. And... Two, it's just like it just. Un- I, I read so much about it and all the different chemical imbalances. You hear the goddamn commercial? Which commercial? You might get di- you might get diarrhea. You oh, might die. Yeah. You might feel suicidal. You might hang yourself. You might yeah yeah yeah. But yeah, smoke weed. Yeah 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 there's, exactly. There's a commercial. There's a couple of them like that. I know there's one, and this is a serious matter, but I know there's a commercial for like a alternative to chemo. And in the commercial, they're like, here's an alternative to chemo, but you're probably going to die. It's like, but but that's the point. Like, I yeah. don't want to die. I want may, to- may give you increased chemo. And it's <laughs> like, no, no, this, you're not doing this right. No, right. I mean, listen, for uh, people do have to take meds. And, man, I was busted so hard on air for talking crap about meds one day. If, if meds help people, meds help people. Yeah, everybody's body but, reacts differently. Yes. And for me, I know what my meds are. And my meds aren't that shit. No, no. I, um, I've gone... The the more holistic natural route as well lately. Just because yes. there are things in nature that luckily we're finally figuring out on a societal level. I mean, a lot of people have known this forever, but on a societal level, we're finally figuring out that this shit 
is is less harmful and honestly more effective than what big pharma is trying to push and of course you know everybody's going vegan now everybody's on cbd now everybody smokes weed i go to the doctor i'm sick all the time i mean (laughs) might be because i'm smoking weed all the time but i go to the doctor and i'm like they're like you do any drugs and i'm like i smoke weed they're like you do any real drugs any real drugs i like that yeah, they don't care. They don't give a crap. Oh, and I have I have a sinus infection, and my doctor's like, you smoke? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you can't smoke cigarettes. I was like, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. I was like, I smoke weed every day. He was like, you should probably just take edibles instead. I was like, all right. Nobody cares. It's not a big deal anymore. No. And it's not a gateway no. drug. A lot of people back in the day would claim, oh, well, weed will get you into Coke, and Coke will get you Dude, into Dude, 10 years and- ago, if a doctor was to ask you that, you feel like a, a cop just pulled you over. Right. Ask for your license registration about to narc on you. And now it's just... It's just so commonplace yeah. that they're like, oh, you smoke. Cool. You know, mm. big deal. Mm. You know what's a gateway drug? What's that? Prescription drugs. Yes. Literally. Yes. Uh, not all of them. No. Again, not to trash all of them for the people that they work for, but I live in Long Island. Long Island is the mecca of drug overdose. Mm-hmm. And it's all from that shit. Pills, pills, pills to heroin, heroin. Oh, it's yeah. just bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. And I feel like smoking a joint and that's it. It, it helps. It helps. No one has ever not been able to quote to quit smoking weed. That's just never been a thing. If someone wants to quit smoking weed. Some people have, but like it's it's not addictive to that extent. Yeah, it's it's not. It's not like doing like pills. Or cigarettes even. And like, oh my god, cigarettes (laughs) are the fucking worst. To to quote Bob Saget, I would not suck dick for marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not exactly quoting Bob Saget, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. That's good. I like that. Hey, have you got that new Metallica beer, Sean? Uh, Metallica beer? What beer? Yeah, it's, uh, I know the whiskey. Uh, the Stone Brewing, I think. No. I what the hell is it called? And I tried to get Ryan to drink some, and he's like, oh, no, man, I don't drink that. I was trying to, we had interviews, I was trying to be, you know, whatever. But it's called Enter Night Pilsner. That's what it is, yeah. And one okay. of the guys who was with us in the media tent said that it tastes, it didn't taste like anything from America. It tasted like one of those beers you would actually get in Germany. Yeah. Really? So, it's very, yeah. like, kind of, like, hoppy, almost. I'd try it. Yeah. I tried the Black and Whiskey at uh, Epicenter this oh, year. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's pretty good. We did a shot I of it. I wanted to try that Slipknot number 9 whiskey, and we... we yeah, I want to try that, too. Everyone's getting into whiskey business. Yeah, well, you know what? You slap a label on something. That's how powerful brands are. You just slap, yeah. slap a band's that's brand and, and fucking... When you're big enough... Yep. That's it. Maybe raging. When you're when you're big enough, you get uh, those <laughs> photography passes, man. Yeah. Oh, please, exactly. No, I don't get. Please, I know. I, I keep it mostly low level. All my metal stuff. Okay. I, I mean, I was shocked. I, I got to do a Slayer that one night uh, when I was out with Jose. He he, he weaseled me into that. That was great. Yeah. I kind of just slip into a lot of situations I shouldn't be in, and then make the best of it. Yeah, you know? sure. That's all you can. That's do. how you do it, man. Yeah. Yes. Well, hey, man. Thanks for uh, being on. Uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you finally yeah, man. after listening to you every week for the last of course fucking i don't know how long for me like four years or whatever yeah. i appreciate that a lot Definitely. i really appreciate that so uh thanks for coming on and uh ian did you have anything else you wanted to ask him before we wrap it up no, that's it man right, i respect cool. a dude from queens fuck yeah hell yeah well now in long island i've been living in long island longer than queens so i think as of this year so i think i am officially a long islander now long island. but yeah queens is in my blood forever Pick me up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm fancy now. Oh, God. Thank right, you, Ryan. Thank you, Thanks Ian. Thank you, guys. Uh, as always, we're out.